Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the Daddy Brigade podcast. I'm Keith the Bearded Tank, and I'm Zach the Tactical Gnome. And this week we've got uh, guest number two on. This one's probably going to be a little bit more structured, even though we're still winging it. Um, but it's something a little more serious and a little less uh, wordplay than last week. Last week was like just drunken debauchery yeah. and yeah, random randomness, and yeah. I think a whole bunch of me saying the f word, which yeah, oh man, uh, I took out. I'm not allowed to drink and record podcasts. We'll just put it that way. Not as much. I mean, one's fine, but when you start getting drinking like we were last week, we killed a whole twenty-four pack. Yeah, well, there was three of us. You and me killed yeah. at least yeah. eighteen of that. Yeah, you're right. Um... I edited out like three minutes worth of just you dropping the F-bomb. Oops. <laughs> so. Um, other than that, uh, government's still shut down. Yep. Woohoo! Still not getting paid. Um, the terrorist attack in uh, Kenya, was it? Kenya? Props to the SAS. The dude from the SAS being ballsy and going in by himself. Hint, hint. Uh, Broward County Sheriff Department <laughs> take notice. Um, yeah, you said they got tagged at least 50. Oh, yeah, there, the sure. one picture that I seen, there was at least 50 tags of Broward County Sheriff's Jeez. Department. Um, and there was also some other dude I was just reading about. He was in some other shooting. I'll have to look up his name because he has a weird name and I don't know how to say it and I don't want to butcher the dude's name. But he's like some professional like shooter dude. Like, I don't know the whole story behind it, but I guess was he was that in... mall one? Well, he was at the mall one, too. He was involved in the mall one and this one, but he's like some professional shooter guy that, I guess, so... Huh. But, um, that's kind of really a little bit of BS. Uh, I don't think either one of us has done anything cool this week with guns or firearms or knives or gear. Nope. I've been working uh, on my remodel for the last few days, so... I've been... Plotting a lot of stuff. <laughs> plotting. <laughs> the gears are turning. Yes, uh, trying to get uh, my paperwork and everything and finding out I had you help me look up some stuff. Yep. So trying to get paperwork set up to get my FFL and my SOT. But other than that, uh, might as well go ahead and uh, introduce the guests since you know them better than I do. Yep. Uh, this week with us we've got uh, Robert Cross. He's the founder and... Uh, Big proponent with the Ohio Minutemen Militia. Uh, so, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, give us some background, you know, who you are, where you're from, what you were doing in, you know, like junior year high school study hall or something like that. <laughs> That's classified. Oh. Um, <laughs> anything in high school is classified. Copy redacted, copy There's redacted. too many people alive still that remember. Uh-oh. But... <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, I started OHMM in 2003. Uh, I've been in, uh, involved with uh, militias before that, you know, checking them out, seeing what was around. Um, ever since you know I was a kid, I've, I've I've read the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, the history, the foundation of our republic, and um, being in the martial arts, starting when I was 13, uh, my instructors were all people of different profiles that work for the government. They did different things, um, contracting, things like that. And um, through the years, I ended up working with them. 
So when I quit that doing that, I started looking at the militias around here. And I, I was very disturbed by a lot of what I was seeing because most of them had an agenda, uh, religious, uh, racial, whatever. And, you know, it was either they hated one side or the other, you know. And I, in, in my efforts, I would try to educate them a little bit about what a republic really is. And if you're going to call yourself a militia, you have to be constitutional about it. You can't be a militia from France mentality or a militia from an eastern country or anything like that. An American militia is a unique concept, the same as our American Republic is unique throughout the world. We're not the only free country in the world, but we're the only one who guarantees an individual's freedom. You know, you hear everybody talk about democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a republic. And there's a big difference between the two. But when I started, you know, seeing these other militias and what these guys uh, thought they knew about the Constitution um, or the founding of our country and our republic, I decided, you know, it, I couldn't do anything about having a militia in my backyard. So I decided, well, our founders left us a blueprint. And that blueprint's very descriptive. And, uh, so I decided I can't just, you know, stop us from having a militia in our backyard, but I can make sure we have a right one. And when it works for the people. Yeah. So that's when I started Ohio Minutemen Militia. Um, now the concepts of that are founding on the Militia Act of 1792, not the Dick Act like everybody else, which is unconstitutional, but they don't get it because they've been brainwashed and taught and schooled a certain way. My background is unique. My whole family came from Britain. We understand British English. So, hence, I understand the words of the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights. Yeah. Wow. Um, um, so, uh, how long has the uh, Ohio Minutemen Militia been around? Since 2003. 2003. Why don't you give us yep. a little bit more in-depth on Ohio Minutemen Militia, like um, what kind of things are done um, and stuff like that. I mean... Well, one of the things that makes Ohio Minutemen Militia different from a lot of the other ones is that we understand that the Second Amendment applies, or actually, we should, shouldn't say Second Amendment, we should say Article of the Fourth because that's what it actually is, Article of the Fourth. Um, it's a, a well-regulated militia necessary for the security of a state. Now, the state is capitalized. Why is that? Because it means territory. It means one territory, the state. doesn't mean you can have a militia in multiple states or anything like that. It, you can only have Ohio or Michigan or whatever, but you can't run over cross lines, whatever. It's got to be the state. What makes this legitimate is that we follow the rules of the law laid out by our founders. Um, basically, the Militia Act of 1792 outlines what a militia is and who can be in it, how it's operated, things like that. Yes, there is a little bit of tweaking to it because of modern times. We no longer call our weapons muskets. So... <laughs> But they, our founders took care of that when they called it arms. 
um, which means, you know, every terrible to implement a soldier. So, it doesn't matter what it is, if it's a fully automatic weapon or if it's a single shot musket, it's still armed. Yay for full arms. Yes. Therefore, it is our birthright as an American to have. So, one of the uh, things that we do is we have it sectored out in the five brigades. And in those five brigades, we have two battalions, and those two battalions, each one of them have at least four to five um, companies. And the companies span between two to three counties, sometimes more depending on the, the, the brigade. Um, we don't believe in a dictatorship. And in, in the concept is that the most important part of Ohio Minutemen is the company itself. Because at the company level, all documentation, and this is what makes us more legitimate than any other militia, our documentation of training, background checks, what you you know what your qualifications are, um, any pertinent medical information for training. So if you're diabetic, we know that. So if we see you acting funny, instead of just knocking you overhead and burying you in the backyard, we give you insulin. Um, <laughs> you know. We, we know how to handle it because, you know, sometimes when somebody's a diabetic, they have issues. Some pe people have heart issues, so we got to be careful about that. We want people to be safe when they're training. Um, and, and being in modern times, we've had to tweak it a little bit, too, because not everybody is self-governing as they used to be in the 1700s. We've gotten lazier and dumber, believe it or not. Oh, oh I fully agree with that. Because most people don't know how to grow their own food, they don't know how to, you know, go out and hunt, they don't know how to do a lot of the things that they need to do to be self-governing. We have taken a concept and added that to the Ohio Minutemen, so it's not just about learning your, your rules and regulations and protocols and safety when it comes to firearms, security, um, defense. It also deals with energy, alternative energy, communication, supply, such as growing your own food, storage. Um, there's medical that we also really highlight on. Um, a lot of our certifications are above what you'll find in any civilian training certification. Ours is above that. Now, in our weapons training, everyone must understand and know the rules and, and the protocols of safety and uh, how to operate their weapon before they're even allowed to carry it. Yeah, is there so, is there like different levels of training that you go through, or is it just a general basic overall outline? No, there's different levels. We do basic, intermediate, and advanced. Um, be, being the reasons why is, are you by any chance a veteran? Uh, no, either of neither. Neither of us, of us are. are. Neither of you are. Have you ever taken a martial art? Yeah, I was in Taekwondo for a few years. Uh, got to a purple belt for okay. a degree, so. I just took example, typical street fighter. Cool. <laughs> 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 um, but you know, in the martial arts, you know that you know you had your white belt, your purple belt, and so on and so forth. Each one of them taught you a basic founding principle before you moved on to another one. It was a stepping stone. Right. You, you built your stairs step stuff. by step to work your way up to the top. Same thing with OHMM. Everybody is trained how to use that weapon 
how to shoot that weapon, how to aim, their natural point of aim, how to take care of it and everything else. And they're, while they're training, they're not allowed to have any loaded weapons, basically so safety-wise, but so we can also watch them how they carry that weapon and instruct them if they're, they're flagging people with it or if it falls down or something like that. We can instruct them on how to better, you got to get more aware of your that tool. Right. It's an extension of your hand. And um, we don't just all of a sudden when somebody joins put you in a group with a bunch of guys approaching targets firing live rounds. That is a that's a recipe for danger. Yeah. Uh, people can get shot in the back. Uh, people cross line of fire. It, it can be a mess. Um, we want people to have confidence as they get more and more comfortable with that weapon. So as they do their training, they get better. They build upon the experience that they had in the training before. Okay. So when we they get to a certain point, then we can do teams. Then they'll do dry runs. They'll have that down until they get it right, and then they'll fire. They'll go through that with live fire. But that's an advanced class. Yeah. And we we do... We I don't believe in CCWs. So the main reason is CCWs are a very dangerous thing because they give people a false sense of ability. You that cannot, for the life of me, get any experience to use that weapon in a high-stress situation. No one can do that unless they've had months of training and tactical training. That's it. Yeah, that you can't the take one day class the and then take your feet. gun and use it in a uh, stressful situation. You'll kill people. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm, people. I am or, a very big proponent against Pennsylvania's concealed carry versus Ohio's. At least in Ohio, you have to go to a class in PA. You just go down to the courthouse and pay your money and... They give you the ID right there, like no, well, no class, no nothing. Having to go down and pay the thing right. though is like is unconstitutional too because well, yeah, they're yeah. licensing a right. Yeah, I absolutely right. But it's just exactly. hilarious versus like Ohio yeah. versus PA, and some other states you know are similar to Ohio where you have to go through a class. And yeah. PA, you don't have to go through a class. Like any right. Joe Blow can go down and get his concealed carry, and he can either be. Super f proficient in firearms, or never have been around guns in his life. Yeah. There's, you know. But here's here's the thing to that, you know. And in the aspect, Pennsylvania has the right idea, and I'm going to tell you why. Because back when our republic was formed, our founders was expecting everybody in their communities to be part of the militia. So their training, their ability to know if they were mentally capable or physically capable of doing. Uh, handling that weapon was determined while they were serving in the militia. So for somebody to go down there and say, hey, I want to be able to get this weapon wasn't an issue because everybody was part of the militia. That's what was supposed to happen. Okay. okay. Yeah. So in aspect, constitutional carry means that I don't need to ask permission or nothing. If I want to go out and buy a bazooka or flamethrower, I can. And, but because of my training in the militia, which I think should be a required service for anyone going um, from the time they get into high school to the time they are 
24 should be automatic. You have to serve in the militia. Reasons why is it, that is something that needs to be taught to everyone, regardless if they continue with it or not. Because they all get the education on what a weapon really is. Yeah, that's like there are some countries that have like a mandatory one-year military service for Israel. 18-year-olds. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. What, what was your thought? What's your thought on like what Israel does, mandatory two years for everybody? I think it's a good idea. So do I. That's why I, I personally think it's a great idea. I know a guy, he's in the patch game, um, last name's Nye. He's oh, yes. still a reserve IDF, and he lives over Actually, here. I met, uh, this week I met two people come through uh, with uh, one one young kid. He was probably probably about 19, 20. He had an IDF jacket on. Nice. And uh, then his uh, brother or somebody else, older guy, probably at least in his 30s, about our age, come through, and he says, oh, yeah, he says he's IDF, too. Wow. Because it was funny because the kid looked at me because I, I noticed his jacket. And I says, IDF? And he goes, yeah. And he says, most people don't know what that is. And I was like, okay. And he says, yeah, he's IDF too. And like we sat there in BS for a couple minutes and everybody just looked at me like, what the hell are you talking <laughs> about? Don't it's, worry it's, about it. It's strange. It's strange that people don't know what IDF is. Yeah. Israeli Defense Force. Because, you know, it, when I was younger, IDF was very popular. Very popular. Everybody knew what you know IDF meant. Well, they. Um, I think now the big thing is, is you know, I work for the Department of Homeland Security at the airport, and a lot of the people I work with, there's a very wide, wide age range there. So you go from people. We have, you know, guys that are veterans from Desert Storm to guys that are veterans from the current conflict. To you know your typical whiny crybaby liberals and millennials and everything else. So right. the guys that are in the military, yeah, they know. But most of the people I work with, they're in kind of that whiny crybaby liberal and millennial demographic. So you know some people live in their little six foot world and that's it. Like they could care less who who does what and who's where unless it affects them. They don't care. Because their education system sucks. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. You know, there's, there's one other part of the problem. Um, and that's what a lot of people think. They can attack one portion of the problem, like elect the president in the White House, and they think, okay, all the problems are going to get solved by him. Yeah. Well, he has limited power. So, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, he, he can't do certain things. And um, some people jump on me because I'm critical of the president. Well, if you're an American, you should be critical of your fucking government people. Doesn't matter if it's somebody you voted for or not. You should be critical of them. Yeah. I mean, because they're the I mean, people you, you know, that the country put in charge. And right. You, you got to hold them to high standards to get, you know, I mean. If you're going to, if you're going to buy a Trumpy bear and go and celebrate and honor and worship the man. Then you're you're for you're 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 destroying the whole concept of a republic. I think we can all agree we don't though. Honor the man. We honor the position. Yeah. I think we can all agree though in agreeance that we all hate Diane Feinstein. Ugh. Oh God, yes. And okay. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, and, and Nancy Schumer, and, and just about every Democrat out there. Actually, what I since that kind of was the topic when you first showed up, uh, Keith. What's uh. 
What was your thought on uh, Trump's uh, letter to Pelosi about uh, grounding her flight? I think that was the right thing to do because what she was doing was unconstitutional. Nothing in the Constitution does it give her the right to represent the United States in any way, shape, or form outside of the House of Representatives. Yeah. Exactly. I thought it was hilarious. It's not her though. job description. So like it, if she goes overseas and she badmouths Trump like she does over here, that would be considered, in my book, treason or sedition. See, yep. thank you. I said that to somebody the other day at work, and they're like, no, that's not treason. Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yep. I just think it's hilarious, though. An Oxford Dictionary and read it, because an Oxford Dictionary has the correct definitions for the words in our founding documents. Not the Webster's Dictionary, like everybody was taught, yeah, but no. the Oxford Dictionary. It's British English. Webster's, though, it's they actually American put McJobs in there. Wow. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, I think it was very, very good for him to do that. But the only thing I'm, I'm very critical on him in, if he wants to drain the swamp, he has to start putting some of these SOBs in prison. Yes. Yep. Well, let's see for here. Violation of their oath. This is what. And it doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican. They violate their oath, so they should go to jail. Yep. This is what I'm interested to see is. After 30 days, there's something written that we were talking about at work yesterday. After 30 days of a government shutdown, any furloughed employee can be let go. It's basically what they call a reduction in workforce. So he can basically go through and go, okay, and start cutting everybody out. What I'm wondering is, is once we hit that 30 days, if he'll start doing that, and then the ones that he sees that need to go or be get arrested, they'll start going after those guys after they're relieved, technically, then they're not government employees. Yeah. I just wonder if he there's a, actually, a bigger plan to it. Your guys's, he could pay for all of the workers' salaries for the next four years. All he has to do is, is seize the assets of all the senators and the House of Representatives and use that money to pay the, the employees. Oh, absolutely. Trust me, I see how much the uh, I see how much the chaplain makes for the Speaker of the House. I'm about choked. Yeah, like 172 thousand dollars. Yeah, that's the thing I said. Chaplain. Yeah, the chaplain. 172 grand. And they're they're still getting it. Yeah, they're still getting money. Just the quote unquote interns and all the little people working around the senators and stuff like that are still getting paid too. Yeah, it's just ridiculous that. If they're going to do a government shutdown, everything should shut down. Well, it, remember, it's a partial. Okay, here's a question for you. Why is it that if they're shut down and nobody's getting paid, why are they still collecting the money? They shouldn't be, but... No, they shouldn't. Which if makes zero really sense because down, the Department of Treasury is closed. Yeah. The what? The Department of Treasury is one of the organizations that doesn't have funding right now. Yeah, but not the Fed or the IRS. Yeah, true. Well, the IRS is... That's a whole different story. Right, because it's not a part of the government. Nope. It's Isn't owned it by Lords of London. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to say, say. It's, an Eng it's English-owned. Yeah, it's English-owned, and so is the Fed. And the Fed is also owned by all the big banks that we bailed out, which is kind of funny. They loan us the money, we bailed them out, and then they're charging us interest on the money we loaned them to bail them out. Yeah. Kind of like GM moving to yeah, Mexico. The, the whole thing is fraud. 
Um, basically, from the very beginning, since in 1847 they changed the Constitution. They've changed the Constitution like four times. Yeah. Originally, the the actual lawful document, the founding documents where they gain their authority, is actually just titled the Constitution. Not now, the Constitution of the United States, not the United States Constitution, the Constitution. Right. What are your thoughts and, on the legitimacy of the one from, uh, like, I have a pocket copy from Hillsdale College. If it's, a po if it's the Constitution of the United States, it's not valid. Okay. I will have to look at it when I get home. It's in my uh, it's other bag. I think it's the Constitution of the United States. It might be, because it's got the Declaration of Independence attached to it, too. Yeah. Yeah, and look at the, you know, the best way to look is look at the Bill of Rights. If the Bill of Rights has amendments, it's wrong. Okay. Yeah, because like the the quote unquote Second Amendment that we know of today is what Article Article Four, Section Four. Article the Fourth. Okay. So. So I mean, the and the reasons why is articles cannot be changed by Congress. Right. Only they amendments. They can only be can. amended too. Yeah. And the amendments cannot change the basic fundamental protection of the right in which it represents. Yeah. So they can amend to it. But the Article of the Fourth sure. cannot be amended because it can't be legislated, it can't be taxed, it can't be nothing. Because it has a wording at the very end that says, shall not be infringed. Right. It's the only one that says that. You hear so many people give their interpretation of the Second Amendment. I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a freaking education. The only people who got the interpretation of the Article of the Fourth correct were the people who were alive back then. So if you want to know what it meant and what it still means today, is you read what the founders wrote about their explanation of what a militia is and their right to carry and bear arms. The best one to look at is Trench Cox. He's not a founding father. He was a normal citizen. He was an editor of the Gazette. And he, he explained what a militia is and the right of the people to carry and bear arms. And it's it's a very good quote. You ought to look it up. Yeah, definitely will. Bear arms. Yeah. I don't know why. Every time I hear bear arms, that's like I think of like huge arms. I don't know. Jokingly, jokingly, I know I'm just being kind of a smart ass. <laughs> but you know, he made a comment of who is the militia? It's we the people. Right. Meaning that it's the people that have to have that ability because in the Declaration of Independence it says when the government no longer works for the will of the people, it can be altered or abolished. And the only way you can do that is if you have a strong militia. Yeah, and to be strong you kind of have to have some organization because, I mean, you get everybody that's willing to pick up and go, but there's no organization or communication between anybody and it's... Right. Not gonna and, and that's important in anything because I mean, look at if you had your job. What if there was no uh, nobody there to organize it or do that? You know, to say this is what has to be done first. It's just chaos. I yeah. feel like that's how my so job is. Protocols have to be in place. But they, you know, it, it's it's very. You, you gotta just amaze, be amazed by the the concept of the republic came from people. All most of them were under the age of thirty. Yeah. Um, Thomas Jefferson was what? Declaration of Independence, 27? 26, 27? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't remember. 
I mean, he a very intelligent man. Um, I think he was 27. <laughs> but, Pete's looking you know, it up the, real quick. The Constitution has been changed, and uh, it's been under assault uh, ever since it was started. And um, you know, Thomas Jefferson. That's the reason why he came back and ran for presidency is because they were getting it wrong. They were running the country wrong. And that's the only reason he came back and ran for president. Because oh, wow. he fucked it all up. Um, George Washington was one of the biggest violators of the Constitution. So a little Everybody bit... remembers history. It's the Whiskey Rebellion. He used his own federal troops against the people for not rebellion. paying their tax. Yep. So... So a little bit back to the malicious stuff and OHMM. Okay. Um, what... Uh, is OHMM recognized by the state of Ohio? Yes. And when I started OHMM, um, I had to sit, I had to go through an interview with the FBI, Homeland Security. Um, I I talked to the Sheriff's Association down in Columbus. I've talked to Mike DeWine. I talked to freaking Kasich. Um, Screw that guy. There's a lot of things I went through. Basically, I wasn't, and and it's kind of funny because they thought I was asking permission, and I kind of told them, no, I'm not asking permission. I'm just letting you know. The real one's coming. Yeah. We're going to have a real militia. We're not a threat to you unless you break the constitutional rules and violate people's rights. Then we're going to defend those rights. But we'll support you wholeheartedly as long as you're constitutional. And that's where is like with OHMM, um, me and Randy Mack started looking at what was the best education choice there was out there for people to learn because we want all members of OHMM to take a class in the Constitution, the founding thing. And Hillsdale College was the only one that we found that was actually, you know, as close or as spot on to what it actually meant when it stood for. So, you know, that was that was where that happened. And we've pushed people to take the class and everything else. And recently, uh, we were talking about it for um, a couple of years. We've talked about making it mandatory. Uh, but finally, BG had it put in the book. So this, this regulations in ranks and everything else, you have to take classes as you go up in rank. Yeah. Yeah, I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, I started... Uh... I did intro and I started 101. Um, I started 101 like two or three times now, but mm -hmm. with uh, work and then coming home to four kids, sometimes I, I yeah. fall asleep in the middle of it and I'm like, crap, I gotta restart. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they, they can put you to sleep sometimes. But yeah, I mean, it, it, but it's something that, you know, we should have learned that in school. Oh, yeah. You definitely. know, that's what everybody should have learned in school. When I took government class, I used to get in trouble with the teacher because he would say something, mean something, and I'd be like, no, that's not what it means. And he'd get this Webster's Dictionary out, and he'd show me definition. I'm like, well, that'd be nice if it was written in American English, but it's British. Yeah. And I've got a copy of Webster's he Dictionary would, on my shelf, but it just does nothing but collect dust. Cause I've gotten enough. Yeah. I actually enjoyed government class because my government teacher loved to start debates and throw me in the middle of them. Oh, jeez. Because I would literally just beat the point home every time to where everybody else would be like, okay, I'm done. I don't even want to argue about it. Like, he's right. Whatever. Just stop. 
because I would just constantly beat the point home. And that's the downside is, is like I was talking to my nephew who's 13, I think he just turned 14 actually. They're not teaching kids these days about, you know, World War, you know, World War Two, World War One, uh, you know, the Revolutionary War, the Constitution, like, they're like brushing across all of it. But, you know, they're, they're talking about, like, who the Beatles were and, you know, Woodstock and this. And it's like, who cares? Right. Liberalism. They don't, what, now it's, what, this uh, hostile masculinity now um, is what they're saying. If a man has pride or if he actually works to support his family, anything that would make what we grew up thinking what a man or being taught what a man was. Now they're saying it's hostile masculinity. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, uh, hostile masculinity has caused ninety percent of the problems in this country. Yeah, I mean, hostile masculinity is a joke. Toxic masculinity. I mean, the but issue. You are toxic. There you go. Well, yeah. Yeah. I seen one just a little bit ago. It said, uh, "If we're talking about toxic uh, masculinity, the Marines must be radioactive." Right. I mean, yeah. it's yes, mas- masculinity is not the issue. It's the lack of anymore. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, and that yeah. that's going to be in a podcast later on of, like, what happened to, like, I've kind of been thinking about that. Like, what straight up happened to the man? You know, like, what happened to the blue-collar worker, the guy that went out, busted his ass, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a work week, you know, come yeah. home, deadbeat tired. You know, to you like get Sal Linsky? Who? Sal Linsky. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, he's a socialist. Oh boy. Sal Linsky's plan for uh you know destruction of the republic. You gotta read that. Uh he's got an outline of, of what it takes to destroy the American Republic. And he starts with education. He t- he starts with family um structure. Eliminating um, sexual identities, all kinds of things like that. But well, the, you know, the divorce rates are and, rampant. And education's going downhill. I mean, all this morality, new gender fluid crap itself is one of the biggest things that has destroyed a lot of the things we're going because these kids, what what was bad to us is now good to them. Yeah. And what it was good to us is bad to them. And who's teaching this crap is the teachers. Yep. Hey, my guns identify as wall art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine still identifies as a hammer. <laughs> I mean, it all depends on how you look at it. Like when I get my Glock finally finished, it may it may be a piece of art. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, you look at all the things that are going on in this country. This is something you know a lot of people don't want to talk about because they say it's political. This is not politics. This is survival. Yeah, survival of our American culture, our American way of life. Well, that's and people not, kind of want to say say life's more like checkers, it. and it's really like chess. Yeah. Yeah. Life is like a box of chocolates. But, no, no, it's you, not. You know how kids today, if if somebody calls them googly eyes, that's a it, they're being bullied. Yeah, you know? and that's what I was gonna say. What happened to like kids just throwing me. down and whooping somebody's yeah. ass? That would have been the nicest thing somebody called me when I was a kid. But I was taught um, sticks and stones break bones. Words will never hurt me. Yep. 
Now it words will hurt you, so find a safe space. Yeah, wear a safety pin on your so, shirt. Yeah, everybody wins. And then they, you know, they teach these kids this stuff, and then they take it, you know, it's Russian roulette. Some of them will handle it, some of them won't. Most of them just freaking are just pussies anyway. But when they get out in the real world, then they find out it doesn't work. Then they get pissed off. And when they get pissed off, what do they do? Because they don't know how to socially act, interact with people, because they don't know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, they throw a they temper tantrum a like gun. a two-year-old. They grab a gun and they go back to the school in which they were taught this crap and they start killing people. Yep. You know, these school shootings are not adults going into the schools doing this. It's kids who were in the school or just got out of the school that are killing people in that school. So the problem isn't guns. The problem's the school. It's what they're doing in the school. Yep. What they're teaching the kids. You know, and I, when parents work in 24-7, you don't have the influence you did with your kids like no. you did back then. Yeah. Nowadays, kids get a cell phone put in their hand, which is the dumbest thing anybody could ever do, because now they're giving them, every pervert in the world has access to the kids now. Yeah. That's, that has a cell phone. Yeah. that's My wife stays yeah. at home <clears throat> with the kids, because I don't want somebody else raising my kids, and we're actually even... Uh, on working, we we're gonna start homeschooling with the oldest this year, but my wife got overwhelmed a little bit, didn't think she could handle it, so she's still in public school. But uh, right, which is working sad because I want to send Levi to public school versus private school. I didn't say private school. I no, no, no. That that's my dilemma right now is because yeah, my mom and stepdad want to send him to private school, where I want to send him to public school. Yeah, I mean, there there are some ups and downs for private versus homeschool, but, I mean, I just don't like right. the public indoctrination centers, period. Well, uh, there's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. See, that's the thing about life. Life is not perfect. No. And there is no perfect solution to anything. There's good, and there's bad, and there's the better, and the best. Yeah, there's always going to be compromises made, but you got to make sure it's the right, right compromise. Now, the thing is, you always talk about we want to be tolerant. We want to be tolerant. Fuck tolerance. Yeah. I'm like never going to be okay with pedophiles having the right to marry a freaking eight-year-old. No. Actually, I'll I just seen something today okay. about pedophiles being be able to adopt children. I a man being able to walk into the bathroom with my daughter. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. I work with I a few never, of the transgender people, and we have to keep our mouths shut. At work, but trust me, the one the one girl that was a guy like I'm kind of cool with. <laughs> but you know, like I'm cool with it. But like they know, just don't try to push that type yeah. of shit on me because like it ain't that, gonna that, that, no. There's there's a lesbian couple now that has a five year old girl who they're getting ready to have sexual uh, a sex change operation for. What? what? Yeah. Uh, They've already started the transformation for this five-year-old girl to a boy. And what about that, like, 11-year-old drag queen kid? Is yeah. that the one that's having the party? No. I think so. When I was a kid, any of this stuff would have ever came to light or somebody would have saw that 11-year-old kid doing that, they, all those people would have been beaten with sticks and they would have been all put in jail and rotted. Oh, yeah. 
And they probably would have made fun of the kids so bad and beat the living tar out of them just because, well, that's kind of what happened back then. Well, back then, the kid would have been considered a victim. True. Yeah. Not part of the problem, but a victim. Because he is a victim. He's a victim of brainwashing and liberalism that's pushed this country to where it is now. And, and they've done this with our youth um, because if we are weak in our manhood, uh, what threat are we to the rest of the world? Yeah. <laughs> what keeps us from stopping people coming into our country illegally and taking over? Well, there's no men around anymore. And see, that goes back to why I think it should be mandatory for at least two years of military service. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it, it should be don't ask, don't tell. I'm not against somebody who said, hey, I'm gay. I don't care. Just don't force me to accept it. Yeah, just don't, don't hit on me. Don't force it upon my kids. <laughs> that, that belief structure is my responsibility as a parent to teach my kids, not the school, not society, not freaking government, me as a parent. His religious beliefs, his structural family beliefs, everything, that is the parent's responsibility and right to yeah, do, not that, society. Yeah, that brings out a lot of the, the laziness factor too anymore. They say, oh, well, the, the schools can teach them that. I don't have to do that. That's not part of my job anymore. And it's bullshit. Yeah. Because it stuff bullshit. like that, the most responsibility for teaching the kids, raising the kids, is on the parents, on the family. Right. The schools teaches them well, math, how to read and how to tie their damn shoes. They don't I mean, even really teach them. They now. don't even teach that anymore. But like they, math, they got some a, science. They got away with that only because they destroyed the family structure and made women think that it was worthless to be in the home. Right. They remember they used to actually have shop classes. Were smart, yeah. The women who go MCC out and they say, "Well, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom," yeah. or, or they downgrade people for being a stay-at-home mom, are the dumbest women in the world. Yeah, my wife sees some of that because she is a stay-at-home mom. And I wish I, I wish I made enough money that my wife could be a stay-at-home mom. It's tough. I'm not gonna lie. It is. Like, I and, definitely and live that also paycheck is to another paycheck. Design. That's another design. The economic downfall and structure of what they've done has caused people to have to work more, to afford more, and to do things. I mean, they're pushing insurance on you like crazy. So, I mean, you got to work what? I mean, I would 20 worked. hours out of the week just to pay for your insurances, 20 yeah. to pay for your, you know, I mean, they're taking 73% of what you make anyways in taxes. Oh, yeah, what? I mean, I, I work it two out. jobs. I work... 10 hours a day, give or take. Some days are short, some days are longer. You know, five to six days a week. Plus, I, you know, have my other job that I do wherever because it's, you know, on the internet, online. So See, out of my paycheck, for 80-hour a week paycheck, it's $512 uh, out of that paycheck yeah. for benefits. Just my health benefits. Wow. And then... And you are a government employee. Yeah, I'm a government employee. I'm the lowest paid government employee out there, but yeah, it's uh, the breakdown of it's like sickening. Yeah. You go, yeah, like, after if you, you think about it, you know, they say Trump's done a great job and they've lowered unemployment and everything else, which, yeah, he's kind of brought in industry back into the country, which is a great thing. But 
if I still have to work three jobs or two jobs to, to be able to, to feed my family and survive in a house, it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you my think house is going to happen to the cost of living when they raise the, the minimum wage to $15 an hour? Oh, shit. Yeah. You're going to be paying $20 for a cheeseburger. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And That's it's right. Like, and my but house, my mortgage payment paying, is cheaper than rent is. You're also going to be paying 40 to 50% higher on everything else across the board, also. Yeah. And that's when you watch civil unrest and theft go through the roof. Nope. You don't think? Nope. That, nope. No, because we've got too many fucking sheep in this country. They'll keep doing it. If people were that strong in their conviction, they would have rioted against taxes. That's because there's they too many pussy-footed people. Say, I'm not paying my taxes because I'm not paying you freaking fucktards to fuck me over anymore. Excuse my language. That's but all right. I can mark they, it explicit. No big deal. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah, I mean, if, if they really, really were patriotic and American, they would stand up against every bit of corruption, not just that. Well, that's because, because everybody wants to tiptoe through the tulips with these assholes. When it gets ready to fall apart and then you riot, it's already too late. Yeah. Hey, I give credit to because at least Paris, though, a little bit. Like, I'm sorry. I thought that was badass. What? The oh. riots in Paris. I thought they yeah. did pretty good for what they were... Right, but if the government really wanted to shut them down, they'd use real bullets. Yeah. And it could get to that point. So in actuality, what they're doing, and, and we don't want to follow French example, believe me. We don't want a French revolution in this country. No. We want an American revolution. Yeah. But people have to be educated. They have to know where they are, where they're going, and what they should be. I was kind of laughing. Somebody had put on Facebook it had the picture of the protesters and everything and the riots over in uh, Paris. And it says, we could do this in America, but then underneath it had a picture of, like, Rudolph. But we can't even agree on a fucking Christmas song. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, this, this right here is the absolute truth. Yeah. We're too right. busy on the petty bullshit to look at the real problems. We've got too much multiculturalism. Yeah. We're not one culture, which we should be, because if you think about it, the Constitution says we the people of these United States to form a more perfect union. What's that more perfect union? The American culture. Yeah. We're not unique. We didn't invent anything. We just took bits and parts and pieces from other cultures and beliefs and put it together to where it morally works for our country. Yeah, I mean, in this Christmas, yeah. it's an American holiday. Yep, it takes stuff from paganism. It takes stuff from yep. Uh, but it is Jewish. solely American. The way we celebrate is solely solely American. Not yeah. how it is now, but how it used to be. Halloween, American. Thanksgiving, American. You know, and then you get these multicultural jackasses that come in this country and they try to destroy it. You know, they should be adapting to our American way of life, learning how it is to be an American, and forfeit all allegiance to any culture or, or country that they had when they came here. Yeah, I mean... That's part of their oath. Yeah, I was going to say, don't they have to, like, denounce where they came from and... 
Yep, they they have to break all alliance allegiance to any culture or uh, country that they were born. Yeah, it's in their oath. Now, can you guys tell me why it's illegal for them for any senator, sitting senator, or House of Representatives to identify to a political party? Um, why it's illegal? Yeah. Yep. That I don't know. I remember reading something. One, like be, one because Frank, or I, I mean, was it no? Was Abraham Lincoln said it best: "The house divided upon itself cannot stand." Because in the Constitution, you will find nothing about Republican or Democrat. Now, when in the Constitution they talk about Republican form of government, they're talking about the plural of republic, not the party. You gotta remember, it's British English, not American English. So when they say Republican form of government, they're talking about the republic, the individual rights of the individual, of the people. It's not talking about a party. Right. Now, when a person takes an oath into office and he is representing the people in that district, is he representing only those who voted for him, which are Democrats, or is he representing them all? He should represent all of them. Yes, his oath says he to uphold the Constitution, not change it, but to uphold it. And right. if he was to uphold it and to do it, he would represent all the people in there. And if he's running by a Democrat or a Republican agenda, he's not doing that. That's a violation of his oath. Yeah. Girls, go back to the living room. It's open for you. Um, so back a little bit to. Um, OHMM a little bit. OHMM. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. I mean, no, lots of good information. Um, this is kind of what I kind of want It all fits together. It all fits together. Oh, yeah. Um, what are some common misconceptions that you've heard from people when they hear the word militia? White supremacist. Yeah, well, yeah. That's kind well, of the one I always yeah, hear. White supremacist, uh, you know, basically that's the biggest one. Um... They, they call us terrorists, uh, kind of things like that. But OHMM has a different, you know, a, a different feeling about it. Like, you can take your unit, put them in full battle gear with weapons, and march them down the road, and you won't get stopped by a cop. Not OHMM. Right. The reasons why is because they already know who we are. They know what we stand for. They know we're constitutional and we're lawful, so they can't do anything anyway. We're exercising our right and we're doing it the right way. Now, with OHMM, when I talk to people about it, I talk about, I, I say Ohio Minutemen. I don't say militia, I say Ohio Minutemen. And then when I talk to them, I talk to them about the benefits of what they're gonna learn. They're gonna learn how to navigate with a map and a compass. They're gonna learn how to look at the stars. They're gonna camp at night. They're gonna be able to do things with their family. And at the same time, learn about survival in emergency situations. They're gonna learn first aid. They're gonna learn how to garden. They're gonna learn how to store their food. They're gonna learn how to alternative energy. They're gonna to learn to be self-governing again. And at the same time, we're gonna teach them as a community how to work together to defend their families. Now, you look at people, they'll, they have no problem taking their kids to a karate class and having them whip around sticks and swords and sharp stuff like that. But when you say militia, 
they have a fit. Right. Shit, not even militia. You say gun and people have a fit. Yeah. If people understood what a martial art was, they would probably have the same fit. But it's it's okay because it's exercise. It's cool looking. Well, well that, we do that in OHMM too, but... Martial arts know, has been dumbed down from the original stuff from way, yeah. way, way back. It's been diluted and watered down. Yeah. yeah, it's not Book of Five Rings or Art of War anymore. It's, Which actually, ooh, I, have, I just want to do this. I have that on order, by cool. the way, on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, I, I got them both in paperback and I have, have them saved. Yeah, I actually have that on order from Amazon because I'm... Ever since he had mentioned it, yeah. and I'm big into the Bushido and the Japanese samurai culture. I love that culture. I don't know why. I just always thought the suits are were badass as a kid. Yeah. And then yeah. seeing the dudes walk around with the handmade forged swords, like that yeah. was always yeah. something I thought was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's that's something that I've been raised since 13. I've been raised in Bushido. And really? War. Because most of my instructors were all Oriental anyway, so, you know, I learned the true meaning of the art of war. That's awesome. Um, huh? That's awesome. Like, I, that's, that, to me, that is awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, it's something that I didn't believe in being in one place. I like to learn a lot about everything. Like, Kaju Kimbo was one of the first martial arts I was in, and that, Kaju Kimbo stands for a bunch of different arts. Um... So when I after I got done with Kaju Kimbo, I went to uh, study the Tang Soo Do, um, Taekwondo. I, I studied AKA. I studied a lot of different arts: Aikido, Judo, Jiu-Jitsu, small Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I learned how to do just about all of them: Kendo, sword wow. fighting, samurai. Um, I learned all that stuff. Ji Kendo. One of the things I'm mastering is Wing Chun. And I learned that through one of the students of Bruce Lee. No shit. Yeah, James DeMille. He he had an art called uh, Wing Chun Do. And I was, I'm an instructor in Wing Chun Do. But Wing Chun is the art that I, I started to, to swing to because it had more in it. Uh, and then Jeet Kune Do, I took a lot with that when I learned, you know, when I took because I, I know, I knew and was friends with Brandon Lee. That's cool. So, I learned a lot with, about Jeet Kune Do through him. I want to see the girls. He's trying to drink their water. Um, hi, Stevie. Uh, oh, that's, that's, that's actually my wife, Tanya. Oh, hi. Tanya, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, Stevie's at home with a massive toothache because she's going to have a... Uh, root canal and it's been bugging her real bad so I gave her some quiet time no, we can do that root canal real easy dude. oh I like, know right I'm pretty sure I got a yeah. pair of pliers and some like high strength rope cordless drill yeah, yeah cordless drill I think we could do this oh yeah we could do it yeah I'm she sure I got horse tra- I'm bad. sure my mom's got horse tranquilizer over at the farm <laughs> yeah just a whiskey that'll do it <laughs> yeah that'll do it too actually I think we got a couple <laughs> drawers of moonshine that'll do it <laughs> That'll knock her out. Some of us will cold. Shit from too. So, um, so what what's the process like for someone if they were interested in joining OHMM? Oh, now you're taking well, one questions. of the first things I do with just anybody who wants to join with OHMM is I tell them what I did when I looked at malicious. I, you know, we have a 90-day probationary period. With that 90-day probationary period, it gives time for OHMM to check them out to vet the person. 
and also gives that person time to vet OHMM. They can decide that if they want to, they can join, they have to take the oath. But during that time, they should be looking at the membership, looking at um, how serious are these people. Um, are they actually being safe, following the rules? You know, is it organized? Is there communication? You know, and then make it, you know, educated choice on that. And if it's not in their company, they ought to see what they can do to try to help change it and make it what it's supposed to be. Because the company is the foundation of the whole organization. Because that's where all the paperwork is. The paperwork stays local. I don't need everybody's application. I don't need everybody's personal information. That stays within the unit. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Security-wise. Right. So and and so you know that information doesn't need to go up the chain. It only needs to stay down there with the company. And then that way, you know, they get to know each other. But the company is the most important part because they're the ones who's going to vet that person. They're the ones who's going to be standing next to that person. And, and when you look at that person, you, you look at the same thing as what OHMM should be doing is what they should be doing. Would I want these people or could I trust these people to defend and protect my family? Right. That's kind of how I pick my uh, circle of friends. Like, it's on a on epic trust. Like, Well, I feel honored now. Thanks. Well, yeah, you should. Um but did you know that 78% of all rapes and stuff were done like that from somebody you know or a family member? I was unaware of the numbers. I knew, it was high. I, I knew it was high, but I didn't know the percentage. Yeah. <laughs> I used to teach a rape class, so I, oh, I kind of know that percentage number. It could have changed or gone higher with all the perverts that are around nowadays. But Yeah. Yeah, did you but, see, I was telling know, Keith earlier, did you see the thing they're talking about... Uh, Transgender couples should be allowed to adopt no, children now? Or pedophiles. Yeah, pedophiles. I don't think they should. No. Pedophiles. I was like, what the hell is this shit? Yeah. I think it should. I think, you know, it, it's ridiculous to allow. I mean, they're hard on people that are uh, man and, and woman relationships. It's hard for them to adopt a child. It's yeah. $15,000 to adopt a child. Two gay couples can go in and get a child like it's freaking a vending machine. Right. It's just... And what the, What are they going to do with that child? They're going to indoctrinate that child. Yep. Well, that's what uh, Big Brother wants. And to wants. me, that's child abuse. Yeah. Because, you know, no child is thinking about their sexuality at five years old. No. They're not thinking about it at eight years old. No, they want to play with Legos. Well, nowadays <laughs> they are. Yeah. Because they teach it in school, so they are thinking about it younger. Yeah, They're I not mean, letting kids be kids anymore. Yeah, no. I mean, my kids, they don't care, they even know about any of that stuff. I mean, let alone think about it. They just want to play with their toys, play with their horses, color on stuff. I mean, I can't tell you how many, how many crayon drawings and stuff I've had to clean off the walls. <laughs> They're works of art. I yeah, know. farm life, I'm telling you, country life and farm life is the only safe life for kids nowadays. It oh, is. Yeah. It, it really you, is. You and ask, I can vouch for that. Uh, yeah. You can vouch for that. Yeah. My oldest, if yep. you ask her what she wants to be when she grows up, she wants to be a farmer and a horse, a horse rider. Levi wants to do farming and become go. an astronaut. Yeah. Which I don't know where the astronaut thing came from. Just recently... 
last summer when they had the blood moon and stuff, me and him sat out and watched all of it, nice. and he was all excited. After that, man, it's been like full bore with like astronaut stuff. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe maybe he can you yeah. know restart NASA. <laughs> Recover some you know, of the lost data. We can still teach our kids to want to strive to be president of the United States, but we should also give them options that. There is nothing wrong with being a ditch digger. No, there's, there's not. nothing wrong with being a mechanic. There is nothing wrong with being somebody that's a blue collar worker. Nothing at all. Sad thing is, is most of those blue collar jobs are hurting so bad now that they're paying good money to people. My brother in law is an iron worker, and he makes really good money. Yeah. Like the trade industry, yeah, like iron workers, worker. operator unions, truck drivers, stuff like that, they're hurting because. All these kids have yeah. always been indoctrinated. Oh, you need to go to college. You need to go to college. These kids get out of school with right. a piece of paper and sixty grand in debt and can't get a fucking job. Yeah. I told my son and my daughter both when they were growing up, they could be whatever they wanted to be, but there was going to be two, there were three things that they were going to do when they got out of high school. They were either going to go to college, they were either going to go into the union, or they were going to go into the military. That was their three options. Yeah. That's what they had to strike. That's act actually a really good wish. You know. Yeah. Um, that's my brother went to military. He didn't go to college or anything, and it's changed his life. I mean, he's polar opposite from what he was a kid. Bad temper because his dad died when he was a year old, and yeah. I mean, I pretty much raised him. I mean, because mom oh, well, had to no work. No wonder he's a terrible person. He's not a terrible person. He's just got a short fuse. Well, you raised him. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm an asshole. I'll, I'll be the first person to say it. I'm an asshole. Ask I, my wife. I guarantee I'm a bigger asshole. Hey, can you show me somebody who isn't, and I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I in my group of friends, I don't think I can find one that's not an asshole. Uh -uh. And if you can, you Even, get him a I don't care what group it is. Show me the nicest person in the world five minutes with me in a room, and he'll be a big fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Uh, can I be an asshole? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, this. we know you can, Tanya. Um, what are the questions you got? Uh, I know my last question, but that's always yeah. that's going to be my last question for every guest. I yeah. Think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Jack, I could talk for hours. No, oh, I know. <laughs> we both know that. Yeah. Um, Which is awesome because it's actually kind of nice to have somebody that is willing to do that. Yeah. Uh. Because our last guest, which was a mutual friend of ours, he's just kind of like a quiet like person, so trying to get him to talk was... Yeah. yeah he had been drinking, so he talks a little yeah. more when he drinks, but yeah. he's normally doesn't say a whole lot. He likes to flip off the cold in his big excavator. Yes, though. yes, that was actually a very funny picture. I <laughs> that's give him credit. Uh, that's another you one of our friends. really kind of funny is when I was in school, I was very quiet. Yeah, I was a ghost. I didn't really hang out with any one particular... People laugh at me, they like, ask if I ever shut up when I'm at home. I'm like, yeah, I never talk when I'm at home. They're like, really? I was like, my wife does all the talking. I never get a chance to talk. <laughs> yeah. like, That's why I talk at work I mean, so much. After college and everything else, but after I was a contractor and stuff like that, I got real vocal. And that's being around so many Marines. <laughs> because when I was a contractor, most of the time I was with the Marines. So I Marines have that vocal. effect on people. Yeah. Yes, when they're they not do. eating crazy. And I love them. I love them, but you know, I honor anybody who serves their country. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, the people. I have issues with the regular military 
only because of its constitutionality. The same as I have problems with cops because of the constitutionality of it. But it doesn't mean I hate the people themselves. I hate the organization. The way it's structured is unconstitutional. The way the military is, is unconstitutional. I understand the way, way it is now today, but that's only because we have interfered with everybody else's business across the world. We have to have a big military. Right. Yeah, I mean, we need to um, stop worrying about everybody else and worry about us. You know, what we did in World War II was a perfect example of how we should fight a war. We went over there, we kicked ass, and we left. Yeah. And they we did not see that coming. We left it up to the people in that country to solve their problems. We left it up to them to, to reorganize their government. We left it up to them to rebuild their country. We lost enough people over there. We didn't need to lose any more time screwing around with them. Yeah. It's like I used to tell the militia in, in Michigan. If you guys don't get your shit together, and we've got it in Ohio, go up into Michigan to fight the enemy then Michigan's going to be Ohio again. Yeah. Yeah. Because it used to be Ohio. The same as Indiana was, same as Illinois was, and the same as Wisconsin was. It used to be Ohio. Wow. It was all the Ohio territories. If you look at the, the, the stars on the flag oh, in the Ohio right. flag, that's what those stars represent. I remember hearing something about that when I was in school. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's it's... You know, there, there's a saying that I always, I always, since I was a little kid, I used to sit there and, and repeat all the time because this is a perfect example of what everybody needs to do. To personally understand and maintain the American way of life, to honor it by his own exemplary conduct, and to pass it intact to succeeding generations is the responsibility of every true American. And that is what we have lost in this country. Nobody understands it, therefore they can't maintain it. Yeah. And that means understanding that everybody, if you're a citizen, there's nothing free in this country. You have to do your duty to protect the freedom. Now, with me, if, if our soldiers were fighting for our freedom, they'd be attacking Washington, D.C. Yeah. They're over there fighting for our security, not our freedom. Yep. So, you know, hats off to them because they are risking their life in a political bullshit war they shouldn't be in. Yeah. And you can thank a Republican uh, president for that. Uh, yep. But, you know, OHMM's biggest objective is to educate the American people in the state of Ohio so they're capable of coming together and defend our republic in our state. I've got a question. And to get people to where we should be. i got Go a ahead. question for you to see what your kind of thoughts is on it. So, I'm not going to mention any names, but I have a friend who is former Marine. And, uh, if he listens to this, he's not, he's gonna know I'm talking about him, but I really don't give a shit. Um, basically, since Trump has got in office, you know, he has done nothing but 
belittle and badmouth the president and every decision that he has made, except for maybe like the decision with the VA and having Mattis's sectev. Other than that, like this whole past like three weeks, like nothing but bad mouthing the president. Now, in his defense, he does bad mouth the other side too, but he has been like really hard on bad mouthing, you know, everything that's been going on. But yet he claims to be, you know, patriotic and pro Second Amendment and everything else. And it's like, dude, you're kind of being a fence walker. Like, in my opinion. Mm. Am I correct in saying that, or not really? No, not really. He's being an American, and he's got every right to say whatever the hell he wants. And I'll defend him, and, and every day I'll defend him to say whatever he wants about the President of the United States. Good or bad. It's his opinion. He's got a right to it. Oh, yeah. Freedom of speech. And, no, and I'm so, not knocking him for his freedom of speech. It just seems like... If somebody else puts their view out there, if somebody puts their view, like, against his view, yeah, then he's against that type, like, that person. Like, he's... Oh, so he's, he's a hypocrite. Yes, basically. That's, yes. Okay. Alright. Yeah, so he's a hypocrite. Yeah, it well, basically, he's kind of being right a hypocrite. He be a hypocrite. He's just a hypocrite. <laughs> he doesn't realize... He has an opinion, but so does everybody else. Regardless if they agree with him or not, they have a right to say it as much as he does. And belittling somebody else for their their opinion, if it is educated, is wrong. If somebody has an uneducated opinion about the way the government's supposed to run, then they're an idiot. They need to learn what they're talking about before they open their mouth. Well, I think that's three-quarters of the country has an uneducated opinion about the government. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Because I keep hearing people say the people elected Trump into office, and no, they didn't. Nope. Their vote didn't put him in office. The Electoral College did. Which, that would actually be nice if they... What do you think if they got rid of the Electoral College? It, it, we would be done. This country would be fucked. Yeah, I know what I thought. Because they, if they can change that, they can change anything. And that's part of the article. It's Article One, Section. It, it's Article Two, Section One of the U.S. Con, or of the Constitution. And it's the Electoral College. Now, if they change that article, which they're not lawfully allowed to do. Then they they destroyed the, the election process in which we get a president. And that means that they've corrupted another leg of government, which they've corrupted all three legs, but... Well, yeah. You know. The whole thing's jacked. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he's got a right to do that, but he doesn't have a right to bash other people for their opinion. Um, he should be able to, you know intelligently either change their mind or persuade them to what he's saying is right or accept the fact that they can disagree with him. Okay. So, you know, he shouldn't be so jumpity on everybody else. But I'm not a Trump fan. I believe in our president. I believe he's trying to do a good job, but I don't think he's any more educated about the Constitution or the Republic 
than anybody else out there. Yeah. I think he's trying to run it more like a business, not a country, really, but... Exactly. He's running it like a business. But you do realize that he's a billionaire because he has... Every business he has run and operated has put into bankruptcy at least twice. Yep. Yeah. I mean, is he going to do that with the U.S., put us in bankruptcy? Shit, dude. We're already there. We're already, like, $30 trillion in debt. Right. I thought we were less... Well, actually, more than that, but yeah. Because that's just the one thing. But if you add the whole debt of the United States, we're a lot more than thirty trillion. Oh yeah. So. And yet we can't figure out where six hundred and fifty million dollars went. Right. Well, it probably went to Iran. Probably. Because that was a cash load. That was all cash. And to me, that was a crime. To give that money to Iran was a crime committed by Clinton and Obama. Yeah. Uh, and they uh, should be put in jail for it. Oh, yeah. But because people have become so sheepish, and they honor these people who are elected officials, like they're kings and queens, they're untouchable now. Yeah, and they shouldn't be. I mean, the... No. The representatives and stuff were supposed to be farmers and, you know, everyday people that went, did a term... Four years. Four years, and... Go back to what they were doing. Well, they should. There is no term limits outlined in the Constitution, which is something George Washington actually was going to put in there, but he didn't get back from the war quick enough to do it before they wrote it. Do you know which document was... was, Okay, I got a two-part question. The Constitution and Bill of Rights, which one was written first? Bill of Rights. Bill of Rights. Nope. No. Constitution was. Constitution was written first. Bill of Rights was written second. Now, which one was put into law first? That would have been the Bill of Rights Rights. before the actual Constitution. Exactly. Bill of Rights was written, signed first. Yep. The reason why they did the Bill of Rights is because the Constitution did not protect all of the inalienable rights of the individuals. So they produced it, and that's the reason why they put them in articles, because so they couldn't be changed. So. Yeah, and yet somehow they've managed to be able to screw with everything. Yeah, they've been screwed because Because people gave up their responsibility and their duty as Americans, and once they elected somebody in office, they just let them do what they wanted to do instead of watch them. Yep. When do you think that them, actually started to happen? To do it. When do you think that it actually that actually started to happen, where Americans just kind of gave up? Uh, about the eighteen hundreds. That early. Wow. Yeah, they got pretty lazy pretty quick. Like I said, that's the reason why Thomas Jefferson came back because the the government officials, George Washington, those guys were screwing things up, so he came back. Yeah. And, um, and you know, he, he started the war. As soon as he came back, he started the war against the Muslims in 1801. Which, gives, which brings us up to the Koran that these guys have been putting their hands on and swearing themselves into office, which is illegal. Yeah, didn't I see the Supreme that Koran, Court ruled that illegal? Yeah, because you realize that all of our founding fathers were Masons. Yeah. They were Christians. And they were British. 
<laughs> so that's hence the reason why it's all written in British English. Yeah. But the Quran that he had, if they'd open it up and look at the footnotes, he talks about how incompatible they are with the American way of life, with the American Republic. Therefore, that's the reason why he outlawed Muslims in this country. Oh, good God. They actually went back and read that. Could you imagine the amount of heads that would literally just roll? Oh, God. Do you realize, do you realize it's still law? Yeah. Do you imagine? Holy shit, the amount of people that would freak out about that. It's still law in this country. It's illegal to bring Muslims or have them even in office. And yet here we are. It's just... yeah, that is. What, what did it? Was it the fir- first Bush said to his wife? Is that uh, they caught him on mic saying it, if the American people actually realized what we're doing, we'd all be hung. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was him. Jeez. So, I mean, even he knew. I mean, look at uh, one of the best presidents, and I think one of the greatest Democrats in the history of our country was John F. K. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. President Kennedy was was a, a true American hero. He was a true American. I give a rat's ass how he lived his own private life, but when it came to his job and his duty, he was one hundred percent American. Yeah. And I feel that the reason why they killed him off was because of the fact he was going to abolish the the Fed. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. What are uh, I was going to go a little tinfoil hat and be like, what are your thoughts on that? Because. Uh... Like, well, it's it's the fact that he, he, he did an executive order to abolish the Fed uh, a day or two before he was executed. They warned him about it, and he said basically he didn't have a bubble put on his car because he said if they're going to kill me, they're going to kill me. So he didn't want to use the bubble because that would show his weakness, yeah, his fear. So he didn't. But as soon as Johnson got onto the plane and they swore him in, the first thing he did was eliminate that executive order. Yeah. What are your thoughts so they... on the grassy knoll? You know, the idea Oh, I that... think there was more than one shooter. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the physics, I mean, physics Yeah. tells you that, you know, bullets only go in that straight line. They don't go around curves and stuff like that. I yeah, mean, they may yeah. now, but... This isn't wanted... Zach. Sorry, yeah. I like that movie. <laughs> Sorry, I like, I like that movie, too, but so. well, You just can't defy the laws of physics. I'd like to be able to take a 1911 no, and turn a bullet around a target. Come on. Oh, yeah, that'd be <laughs> wicked fun, but it's just not possible. Unless it's a ricochet. If you bounce it off like a metal plate that's to the side of the target. <laughs> Actually, yeah, remind me to show you a video later about that. Okay. About freaking oh, Russians. No, Russians catching bullets. Oh, yeah, I saw that. They were Russians are fucking nuts. Yes, they are. (laughs) They are crazy. What they used to do, when I was a contractor, we used to train with some of them fuckers. I'm telling you, these guys are nuts. They were were shooting the side of an APC or whatever their little personnel carrier is with, like, a Makarov or something, and the guy was trying to catch the bullet. And after about like three mm-hmm. tries, he like it ricocheted the right way. He just reached down and grabbed it like mid flight and had it up in his hand like this. I was like, "What the hell?" Like yeah. that? No. Didn't Josh share that. Yeah, Josh shared yeah. that. Yeah. 
I was just like, what the hell is yeah, this all about? Those guys, they're crazy. Yeah. They're not, not mentally sane. Yeah. That's all that vodka they drink. Oh, and it's heavy stuff, too. I uh, went to Russia when I was 17. I spent some time in Kursk and some a little bit of time in Moscow. And uh, we mm. went to a club drinking their potato vodka. I mean, it had to have been 170 to 180 proof. That's why I still give you the finger, because you got to go clubbing in Russia. Yeah. I just want to go to Russia to see <laughs> the architecture and not get no. shot. <laughs> When you were in Russia, did you actually get the feeling of how much they hated Americans? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, every other step you took, somebody was saying, loop in the Metakonskin, which is stupid American. And I mean, we were mm -hmm. kids. But, yep. uh, oh, it was, yeah. Some of them were nice, like the ones that were at the camp that we went to in uh, Kursk, but around Moscow and the city? Yeah, no. <laughs> we had to. Like, yeah, true Russians. Does not like the United States. Yeah, no, and I actually had a, pa a pair of shoe salesmen at a flea market that we went to because I was running around with, there was me, uh, one other guy and a girl and a male and a female chaperone, um, and I was running around with the girl at the flea market and these shoe guys offered me like 40 pairs of shoes for the girl. I'm like... Wow. No, it doesn't work that way. Sorry. Like, they followed us around, trying, you know, offering more mm -hmm. and more. I'm like, no, dude, go away. You're, you're lucky you didn't get snatched. Oh, yeah. I mean, from that point, when we, noticed he was, when we we noticed he was following us, we met up with the rest of the group, so we were in a bigger numbers. But yeah. it, it was like, uh... <laughs> so... I mean, they snatch up people a lot, but that happens in a lot of countries. Oh, yeah. And what's really sad is it happens in this country, you know, way too much. It's I even mean, happened one too many times. in local here to us in Boardman. There was a guy, There's they've had multiple times guys following women with Austin Town children, Walmart, Boardman Walmart. Target and Boardman. Target. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hell, they just busted these two in Toledo, these uh, two pastors that were doing... Um, Trafficking with kids, sexual trafficking with kids. Oh, geez. Pastors in a church. Yeah. That's so, when uh, you know, there's, we need to let There's no place that. safe anymore. I mean, look at the Catholic churches crying out loud. They oh, send yeah. boys and hide it. Oh, trust me. You know, I, organized I religion and all worked that down stuff. in Pittsburgh, and when they had that get, whole thing in Pittsburgh going off. Oh, yeah. That was it's, not fun. It's ridiculous what they do. You know, it's all over. I mean, you can't go anywhere here in this country and be safe anymore. You can't leave your doors unlocked. You can't keep your car unlocked. I keep my um, car unlocked, but I don't ever leave anything worth it stealing in my car, so. Right. I mean, I do with mine, but hell, nobody around here, everybody knows, don't go on Cross's property, you'll shoot your fucking ass. Yeah. That's that, kind of how it is here. And you kind of have some overwatch there, too, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how it is here. My neighbors, we had an incident one Fourth of July where uh, our neighbor across the street called the cops on me because we were shooting on my property. There was about 20 yeah. of us shooting. Fourth of July, we were shooting, setting off fireworks, no big deal. Well, he was drunk, come across onto my property after all of the guys had went back into the field where we were shooting at. So there was only my wife and like two other people up here, two females. So he come across after we left to yell at them. 
then went next door and got in an argument with my little old neighbor lady who's from Germany. And by that time, my wife had called me on my cell phone. We flew back up to the house, all of us. I go over to my neighbor's where he's screaming at her and like he's like, you know, deboed up like he's going to knock her out. So I kind of yell at him and say some stuff to him. And it kind of got into an exchange of words. Well, he basically threatened to come at me. And I was like, dude, you're picking on the wrong group of people. Well, he decided to throw a couple derogatory terms to a couple of my friends. And I'm like, dude, just take your drunk ass back across the road. Because I said, right now you're trespassing on two people's property. And I said, you're messing with the wrong group of people. And by the mm -hmm. time it was all said and done, um, he realized that it was wise of him to walk across the street because he noticed that my friends weren't willing to play games. And right. we come back over the house, the police showed up, the sheriff's department, and the sheriff came over and said, you guys are legal. Like, you aren't doing anything wrong. You're on your property. Even if you were shooting fully automatics, you guys would be licensed. You're not doing anything wrong. She drove over to his house. For 25 minutes, I could hear her screaming at him. And basically, the outcome was she came back over. She told me if he calls the cops on us anymore, he would be arrested for nuisance calls and for trespassing in public in talks on my property and on his. She stayed here for about a half hour. She had lunch with us, let the kids play in the cruisers and stuff, and just, you know, just sat and chilled with us because she knew we were, weren't doing anything wrong. And right. ever since then, that guy has not said a word to me, not looked in my direction, and actually I think he's having to move because he works for GM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and which, you know this is, it's nice when you have sheriffs that actually know the law and actually enforce people's rights. Um, but it, it's, it's the, you know, the sheriff's department has become the bitch of the court. Um, they, That's they've the destroyed truth. Destroyed the, the position of sheriffs because in the Constitution, any person can run to be a sheriff because it's an elected position. But now in Ohio, you have to have I think it's 15 years administrative duty um, experience with law enforcement. In other words, you got to be a cop first before you can you know be elected sheriff. That's unconstitutional. Because the elected, the sheriff's responsibility is to protect the people's rights and to protect them from a corrupt uh, justice system or government. Except we had one That's of the, the most reason corrupt. why they're supposed to be the highest authority in the county. Because if the government comes in here and he can say no, get the hell out. If a judge does something wrong, he can arrest the judge. Except Mahoney County had probably one of the most According corrupt sheriffs ever. Yeah. So, I mean, to have a good sheriff is very important, but there's not too many, I mean, police academies do not teach constitutional rule of law. Why is that? Be well, because then they wouldn't be good revenuers, and they wouldn't be, they take their oath to follow the law. Now, the law can be a good one or a bad one. It doesn't matter to them. Their job is just to enforce it. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter. Constitutionality doesn't matter. They have to enforce the law, regardless if it's unconstitutional or not. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to pay for all the mayor's well, at least in Youngstown, the old mayor's cushy uh, Denali that he had all decked out. 
Yeah, now, but here's Tech another thing that should really piss people off. Now, what they privatized all the prisons in Ohio, all right, and the jails and stuff were all privatized. You know who, uh, the retirement programs, the retirement packages of all the judges and the prosecutors and the law enforcement officials are run through that. So why would a judge, if he can make more money putting people in jail when he retires, why would he find any want to find anybody innocent? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Conflict Food of interest. For <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is. And they know this. The yeah. judges know this. The prosecutors know this. The prosecutor doesn't care if you're innocent. His job is to prove you guilty. Yeah. Regardless if you're innocent or not, his job is to prove you guilty. Well, that's not constitutional because that's not the job of a prosecutor in the Constitution. So, you know, there's a lot of things that have been changed and the people have just gone along with it because, well, they just. You know, prosecutors don't like when you walk into their office with the Ohio State rule book for traffic laws. They really kind of no. frown upon that, and then they just kind of throw out the case because they know you exactly know what you're talking about, and they're just like, okay, right. yeah, have a nice day. Yeah, because they, they always, I, oh, yeah, I pissed off a judge one time in a courtroom because he said something, and I, I can't remember what the hell it was, but I corrected him, and I quoted the constitutional rule of law, and he looked at me, and I go, says, well, judge, like you guys always say, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Yeah. He threw he threw me out. He threw the case out. And he threw me out. I had so, a traffic ticket, you know, because I was in the middle of an intersection and I got cited for running a red light. And I was already in the middle of the intersection when the light was green. I was just letting on right. traffic go through. And it states in the Ohio yeah. driver's book, you know. Yeah, and that and that is something that and they know, were you know pissed. Did you know that the cops cannot quote law to you? Unless they have a law degree. Ha! Huh? He tried to. They huh. cannot unless they have a law degree. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, They're I just... Enforcers. I just know lawyers. it was hilarious as hell because when I walked in there and that prosecutor seen that driving book in my pocket and the other book I had with me, he's just like, yeah, okay, we'll just dismiss it. Have a nice day. He's like, I don't even want to get into this shit right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. we could go on and on. Yeah, we're I at a question. <laughs> I got two my one last question. My one last question, which will be kind of like our outgoing question. Uh, what is your favorite firearm out there? Well, if we're talking about sidearms, it's the Jericho nine forty one. Okay. And if you're talking about MBR's main battle rifle, it would be the M fourteen. All right. And what's the reason behind the M14? M14 because it's one badass mamba jamba. It'll reach you far. And it'll reach you close. There's nowhere to hide. That's a good enough reason for me. Yeah. <laughs> and they are just don't have the punch after so many yardage. That that M14 will reach out a long ways. That's a 308 round. Yeah. That will get you. <laughs> A lot further than a five five six or a two two three, and yeah. uh, 
I like the Jericho 941s, the the nine mils, because if you know, I've got I've got a full frame metal frame 941. I've had my service weapon. Now that weapon right there, if I run out of ammo and I find myself in a hand-to-hand -hand combat situation, I can use it, beat the living shit out of somebody, reload it, and shoot again That's without why they it blowing up in my hand. <laughs> Can't do that with a Glock. No, but you can with a high point. You may be able to throw it at him and knock him out before you actually hit him. <laughs> yes, but that's a one-use weapon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so, a burner. That's a tosser. <laughs> I think at that, I think we've got all the questions answered and everything that we wanted. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you coming on to the show. No problem. It was definitely uh, enlightening, and I yes. think uh, a lot of our listeners will feel the same. Yes, absolutely. Well, you guys want to discuss more about that stuff? Then you know I can. I'll, I'm more than happy to come on and do it. And uh, you may be whatever wealth of the knowledge that I have left in me. So we'll have to have you on maybe a couple more times sometime. Yeah, maybe with yeah. Some, another guest coming on yeah. at the same time. And oh yeah, this a, could be good. A big discussion episode. Oh God, yes. <laughs> so give me the debate. Yeah. Oh. Just don't put us in the same room. I'll be the only one left. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We got Skype. We'll call you again. <laughs> um, all right. You uh, have yourself a wonderful evening. We will talk to you later. All right. Thank all you, right. gentlemen. You have a good time. You, you too. too. Keep your drinking to a minimum. Oh, yeah. Yes, we try. <laughs> all right. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. So, yeah. That was a uh, good episode there. Yeah, I think that was really good. Yeah, I think this is uh, our longest one to date. Mm -hmm. Even longer than last week, because we are now officially at an hour and 34 minutes. No, we had an uh, hour and... It was an hour and 21 minutes last week. No, we had an hour and 36 minute episode the one time. I, I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. But I think by the time you cut it down, it was less. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Um... um the kids are getting rambunctious. Yep, it's so. way past their bedtimes. Um, with that, uh, I think we'll probably wrap it up. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. Hi, baby. Um, with that, I think we'll probably wrap it up. Yep. Um, uh, don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, we've got daddy underscore... No, I Oh, God. Daddy Brigade Podcast. Just search it on Instagram. It'll come up. Hold on. Let me look. Let me make sure so we can get... It's Daddy, Daddy underscore Brigade underscore podcast. Yep. Um, then our individual ones at bearded the dot bearded dot tank. And mine is at tactical underscore gnome. Um, we are on Facebook as well. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Spreaker, CastBox... Uh, check out our website, thedaddybrigadepodcast.wordpress.com. Um, if you're interested, I will be putting links to all of the social medias and stuff in the blog post, along yes. with a link, uh, if you're in Ohio, to uh, Ohio OHMM Ohio. recruiting page. Um, you can request there, and we they can get you uh, rolling through that. Um, if you're not in Ohio, um, I will add a link to... Uh, I think there's a, I don't know, maybe there's just an Ohio one, but I'll look. Um, just look for your state militia. I mean, 
Oh, we can definitely speak for Ohio. I mean, and you heard from uh, Cross there that uh, it's about education. I mean, do your research before you go and join one particular one if you're not in Ohio. If you're in Ohio, do research. Definitely like, don't, HMM. But yeah, do, do your research. Do your research because there's a lot of bad groups out there. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> a lot of them are white supremacist groups. Yeah, I mean, but other it is what that, it is. Other than that, I got nothing. Um, again, typical companies that we always plug: Black Rifle Coffee, Dangerous but Good, SOE Tactical, uh, ITS Tactical, Refactor Tactical, uh, Grunt Style, Grunt Style. Um, other than that, I think that's all the companies. Yep. Uh, we got a lot more good stuff coming this year. Uh, I'm in the works of trying to get some other people on, hopefully, yep. maybe. Uh, Washington County Machine Guns, maybe. Uh, Opie and the Smokies will be on, for sure. Oh, Josh. We gotta get Josh on now here. Now that he's out of Facebook jail. Yes, now that he's out of Facebook jail. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, that's about it for yep. me. I'm Keith the Bearded Tank. I'm Zach Tackle Daddy hey. Brigade. Out. out. Balls on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs>